Welcome to Sports Cars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chad Kovic and Lester Munson. Sports Court time. How you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Kopic, along with America's premier sports analyst, ESPN's Lester Munson, as we break down the uh, Smokefield Brooms, break down the games people play. Lester, right off the top, uh, Sam Hurd, the uh, former Chicago Bears wide receiver, up on uh, a wide variety of uh, drug-related charges. Let's play our traditional game of Chester versus Lester. I represent Sam Hurd. I realize my client's in serious trouble. I'll tell you what. I'll cut a deal. I'll give you five years in jail, a $50,000 fine, and we'll plead guilty to two, three counts, game, set, and match. Right now, if you're the prosecutor, would you take it? No, I'm not going to take it because I, as the prosecutor, am interested in getting a little more information from Sam Hurd in his negotiation to buy the cocaine and to buy the marijuana was he delusional, or did he actually have some place that he could unload drugs of that quantity? If he has that information, then I want that information from him. And then, if he gives me, the prosecutor, some information that I can use to make another case, only then am I going to go along with the idea of five years in jail and the $50,000 fine. The question is, does Hurd have that kind of information, or is he just some kind of wacko who was making this stuff up? Well, you used a word that I find to be very interesting as regards uh, Sam Hurd, and that is uh, delusional. Might his defense team go with a pitch that uh, uh, would indicate to a jury, listen, this guy was a professional football player, he sustained uh, concussions, he has post-concussion, he's got... uh, uh, a brain which, to a certain extent, is damaged and left him really incapable of making proper yes and no decisions. If they can show that during his time at Northern Illinois University, his time with the Cowboys, his time with the Bears, there were medical records of two or three concussions or even any kind of blow to the helmet, uh, then yes, that would be something they would argue. It would be a defense known to lawyers and judges as entrapment. They would say that given his diminished mental capacity, he was a target for an over-aggressive agent who said, all right, Sam, I could get you $100,000 worth. Can you sell that? Can you sell two hundred? He, In other words, the agent lured him into this transaction because he, he didn't have the mental capacity to say no. That would be the way they would try to introduce the defense. It'd be called entrapment, on a kind of a medical basis. All right, my friend. Uh, you and I have been Barry fans since uh, uh, Bronco Nagurski was a teenager, for heaven's sake, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't say a lot about our Sunday afternoons. But uh, that being said, do you agree with me right now that given the fact that this season has been so miserable for the Bears, on and off the field, on the field, as we speak right now, a five-game losing streak as the Bears prepare to uh, uh, wrap the year against a uh, uh, miserable uh, collection of Minnesota Vikings. But off the field, uh, the problems with Lance Briggs and the renegotiation, uh, the Forte contract, the Bears right now look uh, like they're in a shambles, like they're disheveled. Isn't this the time where your your new front man, George McCaskey, has got to step in front of the microphone and give Bear fans some kind of reassurance that the, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and the uh, – 
end of the tunnel doesn't feature a, a, a train? I think he's got to do something. He's got to let somebody know that he's in charge, that there's going to be a new culture, that he's interested in winning games, uh, even though they can sell out Soldier Field on season tickets every single year. Uh, he still has to establish some kind of buzz that he's interested in winning. He has to do something fairly dramatic. I think he has to do more than get, than get rid of Mike Martz, uh, but I'm not sure he's going to do it. The, the The really bad part about this season is uh, it's not only a losing season, it's not only a shambles. There's absolutely no charm to it. Back with Abe Gibran mm-hmm. losing games, that in its own bizarre way was a lot of fun. Oh, there yeah. was nothing like watching him <laughs> on the sideline. E- even when Jim Dooley was losing games, it was kind of fun. But there's no fun here. That Lovey Smith kind of throws a blanket over everything. I... I I wish I were still interested in what was happening to the Bears this year, but I'm not anymore. Well, but I heard uh, Lovey after, uh, oh, the 14th or 15th week step to the podium and say, Caleb is our starting quarterback. <laughs> I said to myself, this is the fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> right, right. Caleb Haney is our quarterback. Rex Grossman is our quarterback. When he said Caleb Haney is our quarterback, that could have been really funny. But he exactly. didn't even know that. He had no clue that that was one of the funniest things anybody has said in the entire NFL season. But but Lovey Smith, he, he's a gentleman. He he behaves himself. He's a family guy. There are so many good things about him. Sense of humor is not on that list. Hi, my friend. Uh, the pride and joy of Mount Carmel High School. Antoine Walker <laughs> bounces $800,000 worth of checks in Nevada at Vegas casinos. How in the hell does he wind up with probation? Chet, th- this uh, baffles me. I kept track of those cases. I I actually got the court records. I've seen the checks that he wrote. He's writing checks for $100,000, and they are giving him chips for those checks. There's eight of them. And somehow, now for anybody else, for nine out of ten people caught under the check-bouncing statute of the state of Nevada, which is there to protect the casinos, Mm -hmm. they go straight to jail. And somehow he negotiates his way out from under this. At this point in his life, he barely has enough money to pay a lawyer. I can't imagine how this happened. Uh, Somehow he knew where to go and he knew somebody to talk to and he walks away with probation on something that should have cost him a year in jail. If you or I or anybody else bounce checks of that magnitude in Las Vegas, we know where we're going to go. Are you as amazed as I am? And how little play that story got? I don't really understand it. There there must have been a certain point in the Antoine Walker story. He has screwed up so many things so often that now when something else happens, it's barely even news anymore. He's in <laughs> bankruptcy. He's gone through $120 million. Remember the time here in Chicago he got held up in his own garage? Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, sometimes, you know, people come up, they live in the neighborhood, and they end up street smart. This guy is street dumb. He didn't learn anything along the way. I mean, so uh, do I feel bad about him? Yes, I feel bad about him. But, boy, talk about somebody screwing up his own life. This is the guy. Well, I will say this much. If he is uh, street dumb, he's got a great career ahead of him as a sportscaster. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's right. He would fit right in. He could do roundtable shows on ESPN. All right. Uh, Scottie Pippen versus the world. Those people who have claimed that uh, Scottie Pippen is, uh, in fact, broke, headed toward bankruptcy. Why do I have a feeling that this is going to wind up with uh, uh, a modest settlement? Scottie will get a couple of bucks, and there'll be no publicity about it whatsoever. It'll be very, very quiet, and the story will just calmly drift away. Yeah, Pippen is suing uh, Comcast. He's suing uh, CBS. Uh, He's suing General Electric because of numerous broadcasts and website reports that said he was bankrupt, actually bankrupt. He he has had some financial reverses. He is not bankrupt. His two lawyers, who are friends of mine, insist that his net worth never went below $40 million. It's a plausible claim. He'd made some big mistakes. He bought an airplane that turned out had no motors in it. He, he made a real estate investment out at 108th Street in Chicago's south side that was a disaster, although these lawyers have recaptured $15 million for him there. Um, but you're exactly right. He, he's going to put these various publishers and, and television operations in a corner. He can then extract some money from them. They will insist on confidentiality, so most of us, uh, we're not going to know what happened. Well, Lester, I'll tell you why Pippin will win. The executives for those companies you mentioned, the last thing they want is to have to be on a witness stand. There's no doubt about it. And th- how are they going to explain? They said he was bankrupt, and there's nothing in bankruptcy court. This is a, a matter of black and white. Mm-hmm. It, it would take me approximately three and a half to four minutes to teach you or anybody else how to check for a bankruptcy. It's the easiest thing in the world, thanks to the Internet and thanks to the way things are done these days. And all of these people who wrote these stories did not do that one simple thing. And that's a mistake that produces liability and damage, and Pippin's going to collect. Don't forget, next week, uh, Lester and I break down the Iowa caucus. Thank (laughs) you for joining us once again here on uh, Sports Court. Sports Court brought to you by my great friend uh, John Coyne. And the wonderful people at American Taxi, have a happy new year. So long, everybody.